we have reached the end of our look back at the 2019 annual. The event was a special and memorable one. Hosted by the Empire State Star Wars Collectors Club, it celebrated the best parts of collecting and the community. Over the Labor Day weekend in August of 2019, 80 collectors traveled to a hotel in Fishkill, New York. The annual included a seven-hour event in the ballroom of the hotel that featured dinner and four collector-themed panels. And the weekend included a trip to a massive flea market, a boat trip on the Hudson River, dinner at a restaurant on the shore, late-night meals at a diner, a room sales event to buy, sell, and trade Star Wars memorabilia, and a tour of two truly world-class vintage Star Wars collections. And while we collectors love the minutiae and details surrounding the figures and items of our hobby, we often forget to record our own history, told through the trips and meetups we attend together. My goal with this series was to capture some of that magic that an event like the annual possessed. It was the first major meetup created and hosted by members of the Empire State Club, and their connection to the community, combined with their creativity and vision for the annual, made the weekend a stunning success and an unforgettable experience. And three years later, the spark that began at the annual has blazed through the collecting community. Whether it was in the deep friendships that formed and carried through the pandemic, or in growing the regional clubs and challenging them to create fuller experiences for collectors, the effects have been profound and exciting for Star Wars enthusiasts everywhere. And now, on the eve of the Empire State Club's second annual, I wanted to do something special for you. So I asked my friends and fellow collectors to share their stories and memories from that inaugural event. This is an audio scrapbook of that weekend, as told by the friends and collectors who ran it, presented at it, and attended it. This is the final episode in the series covering the wonderful moments of the 2019 Annual. This is a celebration of what we collect and why we connect. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production. things about the annual is that we experience the majority of it together. Our group of 80 collectors stayed at one hotel and spent that all-important Friday night and Saturday in the ballroom. 
On Saturday, we all traveled to Ron Salvatore's house to see his collection. Later that afternoon, we toured the Hudson on a boat cruise. That boat was solely for collectors. Nobody else was on it but us. And during our dinner on the shore, our group had a catered meal in a room reserved for us. And on Monday, our collecting group drove to Queens, New York to see Yehuda Kleinman's collection. But the stories and memories we have from that weekend are different. We each experienced it with a unique perspective. Moments resonated differently. Sometimes it was the interactions with another collector that stuck with us. Other times, it was something sharply humorous, or it was simply being among our peers who share a similar passion. And hearing these stories directly from our friends may help to paint a fuller picture of that weekend for you. So here is a chronological recap of that first annual event, as told through the stories of our friends. In addition to looking back on the 2019 annual, I thought it would be interesting to hear from a few who are attending their first annual this year as well, and what they're anticipating for the upcoming weekend. It's a chance to get to know one another a little better before we're all in the same room again, in that beautiful, magical ballroom in Fishkill. Friday, August 30th, 2019. This was the day that most collectors arrived to Fishkill for the weekend. Here is Bob Owls to talk about the excitement of beginning his trip. One of my favorites is um, just driving up to the annual. I mean, I had three hours to kill from Long Island to uh, Hudson Valley. It was, uh, you know, I've been in the club at that point for a couple of years, but I haven't really been into bigger socials so to speak um with them so going up and meeting some people that i haven't met and getting to know people that i did meet more and also my wife came up with me who really wasn't knowledgeable of star wars she's never really seen them but she supported my passion through the hobby and she's like yeah i'll come up and you know meet people hang out and people embraced her immediately she became friends with a lot of people and they still talk to this day um and she had a great time and uh and we keep like telling stories from it back and forth with each other so having her with me and experiencing that and then kind of like quote unquote joining it was really special hi david this is jonathan McElwain from stafford virginia calling to uh share some reflections on the 2019 annual which was a great event um I don't have any sort of grand stories from the weekend, but a lot of sort of small anecdotal moments that sort of add up to a really fun time. So I drove up there with uh, Eric Janicki, and um, I don't remember if we had checked into the hotel first or not, but we were hungry, and so we headed for lunch, ended up in Newburgh in what seemed like 
a bit of a sketchy area, but there were some restaurants around, so we, we pulled in and said, why not? So we were faced with a choice for lunch of a place called Kennedy Fried Chicken and another place called Number One Chinese. Uh, Eric and I both like Chinese, so we went for that. And, um, you know, as many of those places do, um, you know, they had a bunch of lunch combos, but they also had some other items on the menu. And, um, you know, so Eric ordered something that was a combo. I wanted something that wasn't shown as a combo. So I said, hey, can I get whatever it was as a lunch combo? And the woman in the shop stared at me blankly and said, absolutely not. (laughs) And so I still, the bluntness of her answer and the seriousness of that still just kind of cracks me up to this day when I think about it. It's just kind of funny. Eric and I looked at each other and and just kind of, you know, I ordered whatever it was anyways and did not receive it as a combo. Hey, David, thanks for asking me to contribute to the podcast. My memories of the annual 2019 are a little bit different than most people, I assume, because I didn't get to attend nearly as much as other people because I was running the shop. Friday night, uh, I did go to the hotel for a few minutes. I got an official uh, gate crasher badge from Chris and uh, Stephanie, uh, and I got to you know shake hands with a lot of people, again, meet more folks. Um, but I actually got to sit and talk to Tom Derby, and I got to sit and talk with Mateus, and we actually chit-chatted about being kind of I'm going to say stewards to the hobby where we get asked a lot of questions and it was nice to see that we all had the same reflection on that responsibility and that we sort of understood that our value to the community was something to take seriously and to always appreciate the fact that if people are coming to us as information sources that you know, it's a sign of respect for for the work that we've done or the uh, information that we've procured. But I've always personally felt that it was something to be uh, respected by yourself, that if people in the community look to you as a knowledge source, that you really have to appreciate that and you really need to respect it. And it was nice to talk to two other people who kind of have a very similar uh, worldview about those kind of things. So it was nice to be able to talk with them. And um, I actually had a lot of fun. It was probably a 15-minute conversation, but definitely something that I really, really appreciated. Hi, this is Blake Morgan. The annual for me was also the my first time going on like any sort of vacation or trip that far away without my parents or like any sort of like guardian like you know I had I flew with Justin and Orion and them and everything but it's not like you know they were my guardian or anything like that it was that whole thing was kind of new to me as well so it was that was fun to experience just from the get-go, like, doing everything on my own and all that. But when I got there to the hotel with them, I was a little, like, as I was walking up, I got a little little shy, a little scared. I was like, oh, man, like, you know, I hope I hope Chris and Ron, and I hope they all remember me from Narayan's summer social and everything where they invited me. Like, I hope that I'm not, like, just gonna be some nobody to them or something and the minute i walk up chris riley is just like blake oh my god and like all this and it just made me feel like like instantly took that feeling away from me like that 
little thought that I had, and I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a good weekend. This is going to be great. Saturday, August 31st, the day of the annual. But before the seven-hour event, the group headed to the Stormville Flea Market that morning. Here's Jonathan McElwain to share a story from his trip to Stormville with fellow collectors Anne and Duncan Jenkins. So, you know, we had fun on the opening night, and, um, you know, our friends uh, Duncan and Anne Jenkins showed up, and I've sort of had the enjoyable um a time of uh, sort of being their East Coast chauffeur for um, the NICE event um, and the annual and, and another recent event in Pennsylvania. So um, one of the great things about these events is that it gives you a chance to hang out with people, especially sort of the crew that you um, ride around with. It just gives you a, a great time to sort of bond with those people. And and because uh, things that uh, events like Celebration are so busy, um, so much is going on that it's sort of like you hardly even get time to chat with people a lot of times and, and then the event's over and, and you kind of go away. So um, for me, that's one of the real appeals of, of these smaller, regional, um, totally collecting uh, uh, focused events. Um, on the Saturday, the day of the annual, uh, we took a trip to the Stormville uh, Flea Market. And you know, as most people know, Duncan, uh, you know, is one of the few remaining completists. So we ended up a vendor where um, the person had a lot of sort of children's T-shirts, new stuff, nothing kind of vintage, at least I don't recall it being vintage. But there's a lot of stuff that Duncan was interested in getting. Prices seem fairly reasonable. So um, the four or five of us who were there started sort of pulling off the racks all the different uh, types of Star Wars shirts that they had. And at some point in this process where we each had an armful of T-shirts, Duncan either looked at or smelled the shirts and could tell that they had sort of been in a in a in a wet area. So I don't remember exactly if they were kind of had mold stains on them or if they were smelly or both. Uh, but we then proceeded to put all these shirts back and walk away from the vendor. I think they knew because they didn't even sort of try to say, hey, here was this gigantic sale I was about to have and, and has disappeared. Um, so that was kind of a funny moment. Um, we ended up uh, at lunch at some sort of re- local restaurant, and it was um, in the center. I remember in the center of the tables uh, at the restaurant, there was a mason jar with reading glasses. And as we're all sort of getting older, that sort of just seemed like a fantastic idea. I kind of wonder now in the post-COVID era if a place even has that kind of stuff. Um, but anyways, at the time, it was kind of a funny kind of, um, you know, this is kind of where we are at in life when we think that's kind of interesting. Hi, this is Dan Loisel, and I want to tell my story of my fun experience at the annual. So 
it's the morning of the annual, the night before we had had our uh, opening social and everybody, you know, hit it pretty hard. So the next morning I'm an early riser, so I'm downstairs having some coffee. And for me, that was just going to be my only night was the Friday night. I actually had plans and I could not attend the actual annual event, but I did have some time to hang around on Saturday, but I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. And as I'm in the lobby enjoying my coffee, uh, a couple of the guys from the uh, Georgia group walk up to me, and they're like, hey, what are you doing today? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't even have a car. I took the train up from the city. I live out on Long Island, so I don't even have a ride. I was planning on Ubering back to the train station later in the day. So they're like, hey, we're going to go to the uh, flea market that we heard about. I'm like, they're like, you want to come along? Sure. So end up hopping in the car. I think it's like Narayan was there. I think Glenn was there. I think Justin, maybe Blake. Might be missing a couple other people. So I hop in the car with them, head to the flea market. We spend a couple of hours there. We're having a fun time hunting together. Nobody finds anything too crazy, but it's just a really nice experience. And, like, I really haven't spent that much time, like, especially one-on-one with these guys. So it was super nice of them to invite me along. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I can say I did something today. But then we get back in the car, and they're like, hey, um, we contacted JP over at the Imperial Castle, and we're going to uh, swing by his place later. Um, if you want to stay with us, we'll, uh, we're going to stop over there. He's going to open up the shop and uh, let us look around. I'm like, yeah, sure. So next thing I know, they've made those plans. We stop off. We see JP. We spend probably an hour or two at the Imperial Castle. We have a great time there. Get back in the car. They're like, yeah, we just talked to Pete LaRose. He said we can swing by his place, check his stuff out. So, like, all right, I'm along for the ride at this point. I'm having a great time. We end up over at Pete's house. He's an incredible host, invites us all inside. We check out, like, all of the massive collection that he has, plus all of his stock of stuff downstairs that he sells at shows. People are busting out cases left and right. He's like, yeah, feel free to look through everything. People are buying stuff, having a great time. Well, the next thing I know, by the time we're done there, like, it's the afternoon already. Like, I was supposed to go home hours earlier. It was probably like 3 or 4 o'clock by the time we got back to the hotel. But the bottom line was it was one of those like awesome experiences that like that's what this group's all about. Um, and so, honestly, I ended up becoming best friends with those guys. We were in contact all the time. I'm you know, an active member of the group with the Georgia Club as well as the Empire State Club, and it was an awesome experience. So I'm very much looking forward to this year's annual. It's going to be awesome. I made sure that I've got the ability to be there for Saturday as well this time, so I can't wait to find out what adventures happen this year. Hi, David. This is Narayan Nike from Georgia. Uh, well, the annual is one of my favorite um, Weekends full of some great uh, memories and some uh, great friends, uh, spending some great times together. Um, one uh, one of my favorite memories from that weekend, uh, I believe, happened um, Saturday morning. Um, you know, before the actual annual event, uh, which happened later that afternoon. Um, you know, several of us from uh, Georgia were going to just uh, you know. Uh, go to the, the early flea market in our car, uh, and we ran into uh, Richard Hutchinson and Dan Lizell at the um, the breakfast area, and us and um, asked that they go ahead and come and join us if they they weren't doing anything else. And uh, it turned out to be 
um, the start of a great adventure for all of us. We, you know, got to basically uh, not only go to the flea market, but then also got a chance to visit um, Pete LaRose, um, see some of his collection, um, as well as uh, go to the um, Imperial Castle um, of uh, John Paul Ragusa's um, impaling. And one of, uh, one of my favorite memories from being at the Imperial Castle, um, John Paul brought out some of his um, grill pieces uh, from the back and uh, um, you know we, we decided to have a little fun with that and uh, you know some of these things uh, are super rare pieces there was an Irish three pack there was a Harbert Yoda a Hungarian fat bootleg and a few other things and uh, so we decided to just pose for a picture and John Paul uh, of course obliged took our picture for us um, basically holding these items up as if we had gotten, got, uh, had just found them at the flea market earlier that morning. And, uh, uh, we all, you know, held a, a key piece or two and, uh, he took our picture and we decided to just post it in the annual, um, uh, event group, you know, basically saying, um, great flea market finds from this morning <laughs> and, uh, just to have a little fun with it. And, um, you know, of course, some people actually took it seriously, uh, but it was just just a fun moment uh, from a really fun weekend that I wanted to share. Some of my favorite moments were probably uh, Saturday morning when a lot of the folks traveled in uh, from another location uh, and got to visit us and. I had prepared for it by bringing in some of the stuff from my collection. I had some neat Star Wars items, but it was really more about meeting people in person for the first time. You know, I grew up under the age of Rebel Scum and, of course, Imperial Gunnery. So I had done a lot of interactions with people that way, but I have only met at best, maybe five collectors in real life up until that point. So for me, it was interesting to have everybody in the same place and have everybody checking out what we have um, and just getting to put voices and, and real people to a lot of the communications I'd had with them previously. So that's probably one of my most fond memories of it. Here's Empire State Club co-founder Jason Thomas to talk about helping with the annual, as well as a piece he brought with him to be checked out by our fellow collectors. One of my favorite things from the last annual was, <laughs> um, you know, Stephanie and, and Chris, but Stephanie would give me the orders to go out and get, I don't know, like stuff like uh i think that one thing was candles i can't even remember but you know working in the um on uh like the the little the little things uh just driving around the area getting to know it a little bit but those were my little jaunts and uh yeah i hope i get to do the same uh, for the next annual one two three months before the first annual i'd gone to uh, this garage sale because I saw an ad for like some Star Wars thing, you know, I was like, and, um, I was just like, oh, I'll go and check it out. It's a half an hour away. It was like vintage. I can't remember. It was like some said maybe display or 
I was intrigued. So I headed down there, and it was a house that had, uh, you pull into the driveway, and there's just like, it's a garage sale, but it's like a perpetual garage sale. It's like stuff on the dude's porch that's been there for, you know, he just keeps adding and like vintage toys and piles of different oddities. It would be like stuff that Jared Clark, um, with, with you know when he goes on his hunts and you get all those like crazy pictures from the the stores the from the with all the old curiosities you know so we're there and he pulls out this big board and he said this is a thousand dollars and it was Empire Strikes Back background definitely cost a lot to 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 make back in the eighties maybe it was something but so i called ron i sent pictures you know maybe it was some sort of a display a salesperson's thing like a backdrop and so i I bought it for 600 bucks and then uh, i brought it to uh the annual and uh tom derby was nice enough to take a look at it along with you know like chris chris jorgulius and ron and you know a bunch of other people around and they were taking a micro um a magnifying glass to it and and uh, I think the consensus was uh, Tom said look I, I can't promise you like we would need photo evidence of this being something to prove that it's something but maybe it was something that a mom and pop store paid a lot of money to get made um, or, or maybe it was uh, like a regional sales item but there's no way to know unless a picture of it comes up so it's still still in my collecting room um, gathering dust Um, yeah (laughs) and here's Bob again to share what he enjoyed and maybe what he regretted at the beginning of the annual hanging out at the at the at the show, listening to your panel was cool. You had Fonz up there. You had uh, Ed Nagy up there. It was really cool just hearing their stories. Um, I wish I was a little more attentive during the later panels because that's when the bars opened up and me and a few guys were sampling a lot of the uh, alcohol. <laughs> kind of killed the nerves, so to speak. Uh, best thing was is that my hotel room was on the same floor as the convention hall and we kept we brought a big cooler up with everything you could possibly think of so instead of going to the bar we just kept running back and forth to my room and loading up and racing back down the hallway crashing into the walls as the night wore on <laughs> um i think i made some ill-advised purchases during the room sales <laughs> Um, I know I was trying to find the convention hall back, you know, one of my many times back to my room, and I went into the pool area instead. <laughs> Some old woman was staring at me. It was great. <laughs> I said, how you doing, and left. <laughs> I did, I did uh, come out of it with a, with a box slave one, so that, that was good. <laughs> at the annual itself, um, you know, I had the uh, honor to be asked by Ron to give a presentation um, you know, I've always, uh, you know, admired Ron for his writing, his speaking, and, and just sort of his inclusive attitude towards collectors, myself included uh, among them. Um, so um, he'd asked me to speak, and I gave sort of a personal tour through my collection. I'm sort of a veteran, I suppose, at, at giving talks at the various celebration events, but those are always sort of focused on an aspect of, of collecting, a, a, an area of collecting. 
Um, but this one was sort of a tour uh, of my uh, my collection and sort of the things that I'm interested in and, and some stories from uh, some some nostalgic reflections and, and some some collecting stories that, that I had. So that was a you know a fun, very sort of different uh, kind of talk to put together. And I suppose it's not a spoiler at this point um, that, um, you know, uh, Ron did ask me to come back uh, at the annual and give another talk. This time I'll be doing one with Yehuda. It won't be a tour of my collection. Um, it'll be a talk uh, about mail-in collectibles. Um, so um, hopefully that's a, a fun talk. I think it's an area that hasn't uh, had much uh, coverage in sort of a broad way. So that should be fun. But I'll definitely be at the this annual. Um, really looking forward to it and hope to have the same kind of uh, experiences of the last one. Uh, it's an a great area up there, great group of collectors, and, um, you know, really looking forward to it. So look forward to seeing you there, David, as well as everybody else. Thanks. Hi, this is Joe O'Neill, and I'm sharing a couple of stories from Star Wars Annual 2019. Uh, there was a lot of great, great things going on that uh, that weekend besides the panels. Uh, Jonathan McElwain and his awesome uh, food promo stuff and, you know, Matt George discussing that uh, Kenner employee book that he made. Um, a couple of my favorite stories from that weekend were during the uh, the room sale. Uh-huh. So Mike Ritter comes over with uh, with Duncan Jenkins. And I don't know Duncan that well. I met him like once in, once in passing before. But he comes over with Ritter, and I had uh, a set of Burger King Return of the Jedi glasses, and they were shrink-wrapped. There was, you know, cardboard to support the four glasses on top and bottom, and the whole thing was shrink-wrapped. And uh, Duncan comes over, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is a salesman sample. You don't see him that often. It's worth, you know, probably about $600. I'm thinking, oh, that's terrific. You know, these Return of the Jedi glasses, typically they're like 10 bucks a piece, if that. Everybody's got them. So to, to know that, that they're rare and, you know, that'll help pay for the trip. <laughs> and then as, as Mike Ritter, he's standing next to him, all of a sudden he just breaks out in laughter. And he says, yeah, I, I put Duncan up to it to come over and tell you that they were rare and expensive. <laughs> he's like, it might be worth 50 bucks or so, but not 600 So thanks for that, Ritter. Love you, buddy. Hi, I'm Blake Morgan, and uh, one thing that was really awesome for me at the annual was uh, at the room sale when that all broke out. I definitely, I sold pretty much all the big things that I brought, which was nice, but I picked up two very important pieces in my collection that I, obviously, I still have to this day. It's my unproduced micro Ugna and the uh, 21B from the back to chamber. And I got those from Ron Salvatore along with a bot bag, which was pretty awesome as well. But then that next day, we went over to his house and I mean, I kind of knew, you know, things that he had and everything just based off what pictures I had seen from the archive and all that. But seeing all that micro stuff that he had in person, like that was like 
one of the first times I had seen micro pre-production like to that extent. Like I was out here just collecting these little tin one-to-one unpainted micros and the stuff that he had was just off the charts. Like I get these flashes of things that are going through my head. Like it was just really, it was a treat to see all of that. And I was very, very thankful that he invited all of us into his house and let us see all of his collection like that. Sunday, September 1st. We started the morning off at the home of Ron Salvatore to see his collection before heading into Newburgh for the boat cruise. Here's Chris Vargas to give us his account of that morning. Hey David, Chris Vargas. Thinking back to the 2019 annual, I wasn't able to go to the main event on Saturday, but I was able to attend Ron's house and the cruise ship and the dinner on Sunday. And a few things stand out about that day. Getting to Ron's house on Sunday, it was the second time that I had been there in about a year. So when I got there, the place was packed. So many people looking around the collection, hanging out. I didn't even go upstairs. I just kind of went off to the right and saw some people who I was friends with from our group. And immediately I was handed a double telescoping Obi-Wan Kenobi that one of our group members had purchased the night before at the room sales. So he wanted me to check it out, and he was just so excited about picking it up the night before. Uh, and it just really occurred to me at that point that we're so spoiled in the Empire State Club. You know, Ron has a world-class collection that I wasn't even necessarily so much interested in looking at um, because I was hanging out with my friends, and, you know, I, I was handed a, um extremely rare item, you know, Star Wars history in the DT, Obi-Wan to check out uh, within minutes of getting to Ron's. Then something else that I was handed was my sponsorship statue, which was the uh, West Point Cadet statue, which was um, hand-painted with uh, tiny brushes. That, uh, that was all available for the, only available for the sponsors of the annual. So let's get that and be handed that was just absolutely awesome. I had arranged a purchase uh, prior to going to the annual, which was my very first blue snaggletooth. Picked that up, and that was absolutely fantastic. And you know, one of our club members had been, I guess, you know, he had been there since the night before, and he was, you know, just so happy with everything that was going on. He was telling us about how just in such a short time, um, a bunch of us who had joined had become such integral members of the club in just helping form wonderful events like the annual and getting people together. And he was just so happy that the club had come so long. And then just spending time out on the Hudson River, on the cruise, having some drinks with friends, enjoying wonderful sunset and the dinner afterwards. One of those experiences that you're not likely to forget anytime soon. So uh, thanks, David, for just highlighting this event and hope to see you this year at uh, the second annual. 
Uh, hi, this is this is Ron Salvatore, and um, my memory of the annual in, in 2019, or, or my, probably my favorite memory, is relates to my my good friend Richard Hutchinson from the UK, who hosts co-hosts the Vintage Rebellion podcast. And Richard actually made the trip to New York um, from the UK just to attend our event, and I'm not sure he even knew what he was getting into, but um, just the look of satisfaction on his face as he realized, you know, what the event was about, and um, as he realized, you know, the, the friendships uh, that he either rekindled or he made at the event, and how important those were. Um, just the look of satisfaction on his face going through those first two days up into our, our boat ride on the Sunday. Um, that's just really one of the most special memories I have because he just. I've never seen someone look so satisfied about coming to an event as Richard, and he's such a sweet guy, too. So uh, that was really one of my best memories. Hello, David, and everybody listening to this podcast. This is Mike Cooper uh, from the New Haven, Connecticut area. Um, I'm going to try and make this short and sweet. In 2019, I wasn't able to attend the entire, all all of the uh, events at the annual, but... uh, one that I was able to attend was the Hudson River Cruise, which was a lot of fun. But the thing that will always stand out to me uh, that day was I didn't really buy a whole lot of uh, merch uh, from room sales or collectibles from room sales. I did get one really great thing that I have in my collection still. Um, But the one thing that I always will remember purchasing was right before we got on the boat, there was a street vendor who was selling um, like plush stuffed animals and everything. And at the time, uh, my twins were very young. They were maybe just two years old at the time. And I purchased um, some Daniel Tiger stuffed animals from him. And I was carrying them with me on the riverboat. And I stashed them away under a seat somewhere. And so like every 10 minutes, I was just checking to see if the Daniel Tiger stuffed animals were still there. I was kind (laughs) of guarding them with my life, so to speak. But the other thing that kind of kept me from going to the entire event was I'm a teacher, and it always just so happens that uh, these events take place during the same time that I'm going back to school for and starting professional development meetings and and everything, and it's always such a a pain in the butt in that regard. But um, it was awesome being able to attend what I was able to attend. just hanging out with people from literally all over the globe. I mean, Richard Hutchinson from uh, England was there and Lee Harris all the way from Australia. Um, It was a really, really great time. Um, And I think one of the things that uh, will always stand out as well was just being on that panel that uh, you put together, David, um, with the with your podcast, talking about how the Empire State Club came to be. If anyone listening to this for whatever reason hasn't listened to that episode, I suggest doing so. It was a really great panel, um, but. Again, for this year, I'm not going to be able to attend the entire thing for mostly the same reasons. Um, not, not that I'm going back to school in the middle of August, but um, it just so happens that my twin's birthday is that weekend, and that is going to impede my attendance for a lot of this upcoming event as well. But um, I will be there, and I'm looking forward to seeing all of you. All right, all the best. This is Chris Chorigulius recording a little blurb. 
about the first annual from 2019. One of my takeaways that I remember uh, vividly was when we were going on the uh, the dinner cruise on the Hudson, and everybody's making their way down to the dock and driving in from Ron's house and where not, and whatnot. And uh, we're looking around. I was like, "Hey, where's Fluffy?" I've been keeping tabs on him with uh, text and asking Ron once in a while, is he going to make it? He's like, yeah, yeah, he's, 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 he's getting, well, I don't know, he's, he's working on it, he's, he's racing up here, and, you know, and I would text a couple of times, but I didn't want to bother him because I know he was driving, he's trying to get up from Long Island, and we're all standing around getting ready to load up for, you know, for a little while, you know, it's like, is he going to make it, is he going to make it? And then, finally, we see him walking up the the uh, walkway with his girlfriend and everybody starts cheering. And uh, later on, I asked Fluffy, I was like, so what's going on? What does she think? He goes, uh, she asked me, are they cheering for us? And I and he told her no. And she believed him. And I thought that was interesting. But, you know, he pretty much keeps the whole Star Wars thing uh, uh, hush hush from her anyway. So um, she did definitely uh, experience this, the Star Wars adventure. So anyway, that was a good time. He made it. We were happy to see him. And uh, he still kept it on the down low with his girl. So anyway, hope you enjoyed that. Hi, this is Mike DiStefano. I want to share a story from Sunday of the annual in 2019. I was going back through my phone looking at the pictures I had taken and found a series of pictures that really captured one of the good memories I have from that event. We were on the the Hudson River cruise and my friend Bill Fryer and fellow Pennsylvania Star Wars Collecting Society member were on the front of the boat and we had someone take our picture. And from there, I, I think the person who took the picture was Tom Quinn. And then we said, come on, Tom, get in the picture. And that started the progressive picture episode where we kept adding people. So I think as I scroll through the photos, it was first Tom Quinn hopped in and then David, you hopped in. Then we had Narayan and Trent Bailey uh, and we kept adding people. And eventually, uh, I think on the last photo I took a look at, there were 18 of the people that attended the annual on the cruise in the photo. And as I took the photos or the photos were taken, they were live photos. So you could see the animation that people had for a couple seconds. And it really captured the fun we were having on the cruise. Saturday was such a blur because there were so many activities happening on the actual day of the annual between the podcasts and the presentations and just catching up with people. The Sunday gave us a chance to be a little more low-key, catch our breath, um, and have some fun. And those pictures, as I look back on that, really captured the memory that I had in that moment where we were making and strengthening friendships, meeting new people. I know the Georgia contingent set up came up with a bunch of people, and it was the first time I had a chance to meet several of them, including Trent and Corey and Blake and Justin and Jen and others that were with them. So really enjoyed the cruise, and I'm looking forward to the cruise again uh, on the second time through. Hey, everyone. It's Sam. And Hector. When asked about sharing a memorable moment from the annual... We both agreed that all three days were memorable in its entirety. As we discussed what stood out, there were many moments that came to mind. After going back and forth for what seemed like an eternity due to the fact that we simply had too many experiences we wanted to share, the following are what we both thought were the best. 
For me, by far was the boat cruise. Uh, it was definitely my favorite. But I'll have to start by saying that I get uh, motion signets uh, pretty easy on, on the boats. And uh, that day I forgot to bring my pills. But uh, Yehuda came out looking like a hero when he uh, somehow found a couple of pills and said something along the lines of, here, take this, and call me in the morning. Uh, they could have been chocolates for all I know, but uh, I was back in the game uh, pretty soon afterwards, uh, interacting with everyone, enjoying uh, adult beverages, and having, uh, having a great time. Uh, I just really love the scenery of, uh, of, that, uh, of that cruise. West Point, the mountains, uh, pretty much everything was so gorgeous. Once the cruise was done and we were at dinner waiting for our food, I started folding my napkin into different animals to try and pass the time. I look around and suddenly realize that somehow I managed to get the whole table involved in napkin folding. We definitely shared lots of laughs as the night was filled with great conversation and definitely some wonky-looking butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, it was an awesome weekend, and we both can't wait till the next one. Bye! Hi, this is Mike DiStefano, and I have a second story to share from Sunday of the annual back in 2019. This one happens a little bit later in the day. So we had already been on the cruise, and then we went to dinner. And I'll add in here that uh, I enjoyed the table we were at where we sat with Ron's mom and sister and got to know them better and also hear some fun stories about Ron as he was growing up in the Salvatore household. Also got to share the table with the Payne family, so to get to know Sky a little better and meet his family was enjoyable. But after that, we went back to the hotel, and I had planned on most likely heading back home to Pennsylvania late that night, but was really enjoying hanging out in the area that the hotel basically gave to us, which was the breakfast area, uh, so that we could hang out and just continue the fellowship a little bit longer. And probably stay till about late, 11.30, 12 o'clock, um, and then wanted to get on the road. And as I was making my goodbyes after chatting and listening to stories for a bit, um, one by one I went around the room and you know, thanked people for putting the annual on and their roles and just the good times we had over the last two days. And I remember Lauren had been looking down at her phone and, and maybe missed my goodbye. And so I got out to my car and I was sitting in my car and she texted me and said, hey, so sorry, I was wrapped up in my phone. Uh, really enjoyed talking with you. Um, again, sorry that I missed you. So I was about ready to pull out and I just stopped the car and I pulled up under the, uh, the overhang and I went back in and just decided to give her a in-person goodbye and she looked up and it was just a really cool moment that captured the spirit of the whole weekend where I talk about the fellowship and the bonds. Uh, it's events like the annual that allow you to get to know people better and see them more than just what the online community brings or for a quick snippet at a celebration somewhere. Uh, and this is, I think, really captures how deep these relationships can go in such a short time where it's condensed, but you have a lot of time to chat with people, learn more about them than just their role in the Star Wars community. And this small little interaction with Lauren um, was 
it was meaningful to me because it embodied what the annual had become. A couple years ago, I had an opportunity to be up in New York and, and meet many of the Empire members for the first time. And to, so to come back on a second time and really uh, have time where you're not the new person trying to remember everybody's name, all of a sudden when you shift over from um, knowing and having met many of the people, you get a chance to talk to them more and then meet their friends. And it just keeps growing. And I told the story earlier of the progressive photo. And this is the same type of thing. It's the relationships that build, that keep feeding and the network grows, and it takes just one little conversation that can lead into so much more. And so I had the bookend on the annual at that moment where I got to say goodbye to everybody, and it was a good heartfelt moment, um, and then made it very easy to drive home three hours to Pennsylvania and, and sort of not fall asleep on the whole thing based on a really wonderful weekend and looking forward to many more good memories in 2022 at the second go of the annual. Monday, September 2nd. Collectors said goodbye to Fishkill and headed to Queens, New York to spend the day with Yehuda Kleinman and his family. Uh, this is Chris Chorgulius back again. The little memory about uh, the day at Yehuda's house at the annual um, 2019. You know, he has a uh, his event on Monday, and typically a lot of people bail, which is tragic because Yehuda has the most awesome catering uh, hookups and the most awesome outdoor party setup. But unfortunately, it rained that day, which is a complete bummer. We had to stay inside because the backyard normally has tables set up, and they have an outdoor bar out there with a bartender. I mean, it's first class all the way. Never, not to be missed, and uh, people really should make an effort to get out there. Yehuda's a great guy, and Michelle are awesome hosts, and uh, awesome collection set up upstairs, but really when the weather's great and outside, you can't beat it. Awesome. We'll see you there next time. Bye. Hey, David, this is Narayan again from Georgia. I uh, wanted to uh, say something about our visit to Yehuda's place during the 2019 annual. Um, uh, Blake and I had gone uh, together in our car to uh, Yehuda's place um, that morning. And uh, so many amazing things about Yehuda's house. Um, actually, he lived not too far from where I used to live in that part of Jamaica, Queens. And uh, it was fun to just see kind of the architecture of the house. It almost has this kind of Eastern, um, uh, I'm sorry, more, more of a European, almost a Bavarian style uh, architecture too, with a lot of wood beams um, and stonework. Um, but of course, the, the great feature is, you know, where Yehuda's um, collection is housed, which is in the attic of the home. And... Um, just an amazing space, um, you know, even if there were no collectibles in it, uh, just how the space is laid out. And of course, uh, what can you 
um, the, the thing that immediately strikes you, obviously, about the uh, at attic of Yehuda's is the ceiling, which is this beautiful piece of art uh, that basically kind of tells the story of the uh, original trilogy, um, and then I think even wraps around there's some... Um, I believe there's a lot of Easter eggs in in this artwork. Uh, of course, you know a lot of the iconic kind of scenery from each movie. Uh, but he also has like little um, vehicles that are put in there. I believe like the White Witch is in there. There's a um, I think there's like a couple droids characters like Gaff. Uh, there's even a picture of Ray on her speeder from sequel trilogy as well. Uh, there's even some three-dimensional elements. I believe there's like an area where it looks like the Death Star um, tractor beam um, uh, tractor beam stage, and it, it 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 actually looks like it's connecting up to the ceiling from part of the room. So just an incredible feature uh, to see. And of course, this collection is quite eclectic. There's something for everybody in there, um, both modern and vintage, all sorts of oddball lines, um, you know, prototypes as well as production items, 2D, 3D items. It's just a fantastic uh, collection to visit, and you just won't get bored uh, when you go visit there. Hi, this is this is Ron Salvatore, and my memory from Yehuda's um, in 2019 was one that it rained, which was very unfortunate because the Kleinmans always go all out on planning something, and they had great outdoor activities planned for their, their spacious yard. But then it rained, um, so I remember everybody packed in to Yehuda's kitchen, and you know, I don't know if I have a specific memory of something that happened, but the, the, what sticks in my mind is just the generosity of Yehuda and Michelle, um, and how they always go all out for collecting events. When they host something, it's to the teeth. You know, they host it, um, you know, no holds barred and no expense spared, and there's just the hospitality and the generosity of both of them are just really what sticks in my mind about that whole day. And here are two collectors, Andrew Agnello and F.J. DiRobertis, sharing their thoughts on attending their first annual event this year. Hi, David. This is Andrew, and I will be attending the annual for the first time this coming August. I am a newer member of the club, and I'd like to thank you for encouraging me to join. I've been a huge Star Wars fan and very passionate collector For most of my life, I grew up with the re-releases of the films in the 90s and quickly started collecting the figures and the, the films, but I think more so the actual collectible side of Star Wars has been a significant part of my life. And I could definitely go down, you know, some fun stories related to that. But in terms of the annual, I don't really have any specific expectations or something that I want to, in quotes, get out of it. But I really just want to see what it's all about, get to meet people, see what people like to talk about and join in in those conversations and hopefully make some connections with people. I've been on and off message boards. It's something that I never really stuck to. I just prefer to meet people uh, in real life and then just get to know them and their stories and get their perspectives on the hobby. 
I really enjoy meeting other subject matter experts, and this is something, whether it's relevant to collecting Star Wars items or things related to my career, I'd like to get to meet other people who have similar deep interests as mine and seeing what they're what they love about it, what they hate about it, what it's hard about it from their perspective. And I think it just gives me a refreshed look on it from just being myself for the you know decades that I've liked Star Wars. So just really looking forward to getting to meet people um, and go from there. One thing I'm hoping not to come out of the annual is getting some sight into a new corner of the hobby for something that I haven't collected because... Those rabbit holes can be very expensive to go down, and I tend to get very excited about new things. So hopefully it will be more about meeting new people and will not have a detrimental long-term effect on my wallet. I'll see you at the annual. Looking forward to seeing you and everybody else. Take care. Hey, this is FJ Robertis. just here to share my thoughts about going to my first annual uh, this year in August. I'm super excited. Um, the, the main reason I'm excited is just to hang out with everybody and to be with everyone. Um, I really got into this sort of late. <laughs> I met everybody back in uh, 2019, right before the pandemic hit um, at our meetup. And honestly, after that first meetup, Everyone just made me feel so welcome and like I had been a part of this club since the beginning. Um, and I feel like I've known so many people for much longer than that. So I'm just super excited to, to hang out with everyone for a whole weekend, not even just a meetup, like an entire weekend. And Star Wars is kind of just the bonus that goes along with that. So um, I'm really excited to see some of the, the panels that are going to be occurring. Um, but like I said, it, it, for me, it's just about spending time with my friends and people that I, I really care about um, and then getting to do some fun stuff with them, like going on the river cruise and sharing good food and, and drinks with everyone. Um, that's what I'm most excited for. And as I said, this, the Star Wars is just sort of the icing on, on the cake. Um, so, yeah, that's it. And um, I'm really excited and can't wait to go. <laughs> Thanks. For many of us, the annual was a life-changing event, a significant mile marker along our collector's journey, and that weekend impacted our lives in powerful ways. Here's Blake, Bob, and Justin to explain what the annual means to each of them. Hi, I'm Blake Morgan, and the annual for me was one of the first events that was outside of my little Georgia collecting community. And, you know, I had my a couple, my few Georgia, my Georgia brew crew with me. So that was nice, of course. That made me feel, you know, safe and great and all that. But branching out and meeting all these different people from, you know, a lot from New York, but, you know, from all over, it was just super cool and super different for me it was very refreshing to you know hear a lot of 
people's takes on collecting how they experienced it from where they were from and it was certainly great to you know meet all the old school collectors and like hear what they had to say and all their wisdom and all that like that in and of itself was truly special but just the socialization aspect of bringing everybody from all over together there. It was, I mean, it was just truly, truly beautiful. It probably sounds cliche at this point, I, I can imagine, but um, I left there with more friends made in a single weekend than I would have like an entire semester at like, let's say college. And it was awesome. Um, everybody was just so inclusive, so welcoming. Oh, Hey, you're that guy. Cool. You know, welcome. You know, uh, just, yeah. And to this day, like we have, I have like a core group of friends that was solidified that weekend and, you know, we hang out and talk all the time and uh, it kind of got me also over nerves of being in like in a convention setting where some of the attention is on me because I don't particularly care for that. But it got me over. Hey, David, how are you doing, man? Justin Haney here. Um, oddly enough, hanging out. At the beach, St. George Island, on vacation with my, my wife and a couple friends. <clears throat> and uh, you asked about the annual. And um, how I'll bring that back is, is I'm sitting here pining over the Hakes, current Hakes auction that's going to end, end of July. Uh, I'm sitting here with Matt George, his beautiful wife. Jen's here. And, um, yeah, man, I don't know, uh, things that happened at the annual that year, um, the first, you know, really, really set forth, um, some life changing events for, for me and Jen and, and, um, becoming, you know, incredibly close with, with you and people like Matt and, you know, a handful of other people in the hobby. And it's, uh, unfortunate what happened with the pandemic, but, but I think that, brought quite a few of us closer and so uh, I guess what, what I just wanted to say was um, you know um, the, the annual was, was a magical magical weekend and it really ignited some some glorious and, and close friendships that I uh, not just as the, not just in the hobby I mean I, I consider a, most uh, most of you guys and a lot of these people extremely close personal family type friends now. So annual is a, a magical thing, and I hope everybody can make it out there in, in August. And uh, Jen and I are still doing our best to uh, to be able to try and make the trip. Pretty tough this year with um, celebration and uh, and this little beach rendezvous we made, but. Hopefully we see you guys in August, and if we don't, uh, we look forward to seeing you guys at the next toy show, the next event, the next Empire Club event, the next Georgia event, um, King County, Cincinnati, wherever it might be. Um, urge everybody to go make the trip to the to the annual. Uh, you guys up there, the Empire Club, are just the best. Cheers, David, and uh, hope to see you soon, bud. Bye.
I'm happy to say that Justin and his wife Jen will indeed be returning to Fishkill with us this year. And Ron, Chris, and Steph have created a 2022 event that offers some of the memorable favorites, like a boat cruise and the tours of Ron's and Yehuda's collections, as well as a number of new activities to keep it fresh and exciting. And we have a great lineup of collector panels planned for the second annual. The Empire State Club's co-founders Jason Thomas and Tom Quinn will be discussing the unlicensed collector cases. Think Star World and Space Case, which were produced by New York's Tara Toy Company. Chris Jorgulius will be presenting a panel about his epic 1999 trip to Tunisia, where he sought out shooting locations for Star Wars, as well as props from the films. Jonathan McElwain and Yehuda Kleinman will be covering Star Wars mail-away collectibles over the decades. From special figures from Kenner and Hasbro, to food promotions and everything in between, this should be a fascinating exploration of this area of the hobby. Steve Renzi's panel will be a tour through the Wookiee-related toys, prototypes, and other memorabilia in his storied Chewbacca collection, known as the Bandolaire. And I'll be doing another podcast panel, live from the annual. The topic is something that I think will be exciting for collectors, and one that can really only happen at an event like this one. So stay tuned. There will be more to come from this year's annual. But stepping back for a moment, this is the final episode in the annual series. I wanted to end it in a special way, and I thought hearing from our friends and fellow collectors about their experiences at the 2019 annual would make for a meaningful finale. In addition, my hope is that an episode like this would serve as a good reminder to the power of these in-person collector events. And maybe, after hearing these memories and stories, you'll want to join us at the annual or for a future trip. My sincere thanks to Andrew Agnello, Bob Alls, Mike Cooper, Mike DiStefano, FJD Robertus, Chris Jorgulius, Justin Haney, Hector and Sam Ilario, Dan Loisel, Jonathan McElwain, Blake Morgan, Narayan Nike, Joe O'Neill, John Paul Ragusa, Ron Salvatore, and Christopher Vargas for sharing your funny and heartfelt stories from that incredible collector event in Fishkill, New York. And thank you to Ron, Chris and Steph Riley, Yehuda Kleinman, and all of the people who have had a hand in constructing the upcoming second annual. I know I say this a lot, but I think it bears repeating. It's amazing that our friends produce these events, and they produce them for the love of collecting and for the love of the people in our community. Okay, I have to get ready for the trip. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes in the annual series, I'd recommend doing so. They're some of my favorite episodes so far, and I think you'll really enjoy them. Here's to the wonderful memories of the 2019 Annual and the chance to make new ones at the 2022 Annual. After three years, we're finally back. Thank you for listening to another episode of Star Wars Prototypes and Production. See you in Fishkill. <laughs>